Welcome everyone to another episode of the Defend the Hill podcast. This podcast is dedicated to capturing the stories of former Oak Hill High School athletes, coaches, and support personnel. Each week we sit down with a guest to hear their story and to also take a moment to highlight a historical Oak Hill Team of the Week. We thank all the sponsors that allow for this show to happen. Today's episode is made possible by Compass Ministries. Today's episode is sponsored by Compass Ministries. Whether it is Compass Family, Compass Community, Compass College Age Ministry, or Compass Worship, our desire is to provide events, resources, and opportunities that will introduce, strengthen, and empower you to make Jesus Christ the main focus of every aspect of your life. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at CompassJN146 or join us for Compass Worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Roseburg Event Center. We have a great show lined up for you today with 1974 Oak Hill graduate Perry Frank as our guest. Perry is one of the top scorers and rebounders in Oak Hill basketball history and went on to set numerous records at Marion College. Perry has enjoyed a successful professional career after college and I look forward to chatting with him in a few minutes. But before we get to our guest, it's time to highlight our Green Team of the Week. We thank AgriGreen for sponsoring our team of the week each episode as we highlight a historical Oak Hill team. The AgriGreen team has a passion for all things farming and farm management. AgriGreen has fun doing what they do and believe their services and products are practical and make their customers money. They use practical agronomy with years of experience and data as the basis to drive seed selection, fertility recommendations, and chemical and input programs for each individual farm. They can also help you with your land ownership goals and management needs. Visit agrigreen.com to find out more. That's A-G-R-I-Green.com. And the Agrigreen Team of the Week this week is the 2021 Oak Hill Wrestling Team. The Oak Hill Wrestling Team in 2021 won the semi-state championship, which was the ninth semi-state championship in school history. They were also the sectional champions, the conference champions, and they won the Grant Ford Championship. At that semi-state meet, Oak Hill beat Western, who came in second, Northridge came in third, and Fort Wayne Carroll came in fourth. Four Oak Hill wrestlers qualified for the state finals out of that semi-state. At the 126-pound weight class, Harper Deadman finished fourth at semi-state to earn a state finals berth. Brody Arthur, in the 138-pound division, won the semi-state championship. Aiden Hardcastle also won the semi-state championship in the 152-pound weight class. And Jet Thompson in the 182-pound weight class finished in second place to move on to state. At the state meet, Evansville Matter Day won the team championship with 112 points, where Oak Hill finished in 24th place by scoring 20 points. A total of 107 teams has wrestlers competing in the state finals. For Oak Hill in that state finals, Harper Deadman lost his first round match, but finished the season at 27-5. Brody Arthur won three matches before he finished in fifth place in the 138-pound division and finished the season at 41-2. In the 152-pound weight class, Aiden Hardcastle finished in seventh place at the state championship and finished the year at 38-2. And Jet Thompson lost his first round match in the 182-pound division but finished the season at 34-5. and five. Don't forget that each week you have a chance to get involved in our show with the Milk and Honey Trivia Question of the Week. Here's a quick word from our good friends at Milk and Honey Coffee Company. 
each episode, our good friends at Milk and Honey Coffee Company are sponsoring a trivia question of the week. The first person to visit Milk and Honey with the correct answer will win a free drink, any size, any flavor. Milk and Honey Coffee Company is a coffee shop serving locally roasted coffee, baked goods, and lots of love. Located in the heart of Converse, Indiana, Milk and Honey is a proud supporter of the Oak Hill community. Stop in to see Bridget Boswell and the crew Monday through Friday from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. Don't forget that the first person to tell the Milk and Honey staff the correct answer of this week's trivia question will receive a drink of their choice, any size and any flavor. Visit Milk and Honey at 202 North Jefferson Street in downtown Converse today. All right, the trivia question of the week is, which school did the 2018 Oak Hill boys basketball team beat in the state championship game? Which school did the 2018 Oak Hill boys basketball team beat in the state championship game? If you know the answer, head into Milk and Honey. The first person there that can tell the staff the right answer will win a free drink. Sponsoring today's guest portion of the show is Meadowmere Meats. As a local farm and meat supplier to the Grant County area, Meadowmere Meats is proud to offer high-quality premium meats to our community. Once you taste the difference, you will understand the value in choosing only Meadowmere Meats to fill your freezer. Visit MeadowmereMeats.com to place your order. Once again, that website is MeadowmereMeats.com. Visit Meadowmere Meats today. And we thank Meadowmere Meats for sponsoring today's guest portion of the show. We have a great guest lined up for you today with Perry Frank as our guest. Perry is a member of the Grant County Sports Hall of Fame and the Indiana Wesleyan University Athletics Hall of Fame, formerly known as Marion College. Perry played basketball for coach Jack Kiefer and helped the Golden Eagles win the conference championship in 1973 and 1974. Perry posted one of the most dominant seasons in Oak Hill basketball history in 1974, where he averaged 24 points a game and 16 rebounds and was named Conference Player of the Year. He went on to play at Marion College and graduated as the school's all-time leader in scoring and rebounding and was named All-Conference and NAIA All-District four years in college. He went on to have a successful business career and has spent a number of seasons as a broadcaster for Indiana Wesleyan University men's basketball. All right, Perry Frank, our guest today. Perry, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I'm excited to talk about not only your Oak Hill career, but then also your Marion College career. So thanks again for taking the time with us. My pleasure, Brad. What was growing up like in the Oak Hill community for you? Uh, What kind of sports did you play? What were you involved with when you were growing up in the area? Well, as growing up, I was basically a, a baseball, basketball guy. And then once I got into high school, I really wanted to focus on basketball. And not only that, raised on a horse farm. And in the spring and summer, we were busy showing quarter horses. I took up a lot of my time in the spring and summer, which really did not allow for baseball. And I didn't have all that much baseball talent anyway. So just focusing on basketball worked out for me at that time. So in the Oak Hill community, where did you get the chance to play basketball? Was it at the Swayze courts, the Converse courts? Did you have a, a basketball goal on your on your barn, on your property? We definitely had a basketball goal on my property, yes. Um, 
during the summer times, like in uh, my high school years, there was an outdoor Swayze court, which most of the time us Oak Hill guys would get together. But there were so many times I would find myself, once I was old enough to drive myself around, I would find myself at Charles Park in Marion, good pickup games, uh, several two or three different parks in Marion. And you could go there on certain nights, and then there would really be some competitive ball. There was a court at 38th Street in Washington. Uh, it's just, I, you know, I had a love for the game growing up. I can remember as a junior high kid, you know, shoveling off court, like a court outside, just to be able to shoot around. And I just had genuine love for the game of basketball. And it, you know, and to this day, it sticks with me. So that love of basketball, you must have went to some Oak Hill games then when you were a youngster. Do you remember some of the players that you looked up to when you were growing up? Absolutely. Um, Monty Tao is the first name that comes to mind who went on to play for North Carolina State, won a national championship. Small in stature, I think, put five. But, um, oh, tremendous point guard. You know, ended up getting drafted in the NBA. He's a, he's a main guy that I really looked up to and admired, even though we were not the same position as far as basketball goes. He was quite a player. Probably, you know, no doubt he's the greatest player in Oak Hill basketball history. And uh, he was a senior in high school. I was a freshman. You got a chance to play for legendary coach Jack Kiefer. And I want to ask you, when you transitioned into high school, what was it like playing for Coach Kiefer? What was his style of coaching? And what impact did he have on you as a person, but also on your basketball development? You know, Jack Kiefer, wow, do I admire him. He, he played ball himself uh, in high school. He was not a, a player, but yet he had the coaching ability to develop a big man. He really did. He could hone your skills in, uh, and he brought a lot of fire to the court. He, he really was intense, and he was young at that time. I believe my junior year of high school, yes, my junior year of high school was his first year as a varsity basketball coach, Okay. And boy, did he adapt fast. He just had a tremendous head for the game. And of course, now his record speaks for itself. He has become an absolute legend in Indiana basketball. And him and I actually sat down. We we, we were at a dinner, oh, five or six years ago. Uh, and we sat down at dinner and we talked for hours and hours and hours. And he's got some tremendous stories to tell you about coaches recruiting some of the big name players that he has had at Lawrence North, but I have full admiration for Jack Kiefer about it. Yeah. He's had quite the career in coaching guys like Greg Oden and Mike Conley at Lawrence North. Were you able to go yeah. to the game when he brought that Lawrence North team to Oak Hill in 2018? I did go to that game. Yes, I sure did. In fact, I went, and watched um, Odin and Conley play uh, at Marion against the Giants. But, yes, I did go to that game in 2018. In fact, uh, it was after that game is when we went out to dinner. So it was on that very same night. But, yeah, some of the names that he has coached is just incredible. And, um, you know, it, it's almost like some of the big talents in the state the last several years kind of wanted to go to Lawrence North 
to get under his leadership and his guide because number one, he's he's put players in the NBA, you know. So he's he's he has built quite a name for himself. Well, it's neat to think that he cut his teeth at Oak Hill. So that nineteen seventy three season, his first was your junior year, and you guys went fi- yes. yeah, you went fifteen and seven on the year, and you won the Mid Indiana Conference Championship. You had a lot of talent on that team. Phil Rimbarger led the group with twenty one points a game. Mark Schaffner was also a very good basketball player. You had a good season with 234 rebounds. You got to the free throw line a lot. You made 132 free throws. What were some of your memories of that 1973 team? Probably the biggest memory of that year would be, well, there may be a couple things. Against Kyle Macy, who was Mr. Basketball, we beat them at Oak Hill by one point on a last second shot. And um, Madison Grant was really strong that year. And we went into the Madison Grant gym, kind of an underdog, even though we had a pretty, pretty respectable record. We were an underdog. And um, we did beat Madison Grant on their own court that year. Craig Sullivan was their center. And over the years, (laughs) Craig and I have actually played a lot of ball together and kind of become off the court friends. But Madison Grant was really strong. So those are probably the two uh, main games that kind of stick in my mind as far as my junior year. Well, you guys were 14 and six going into the sectionals that year. And in 1973, Indiana high school basketball was a single class sport. So you guys played at the sectionals at Marion. And in the first round, you guys beat Marion Bennett high school, 82 to 67. And then you played that really difficult Madison Grant team in the championship game and lost 73 to 62. So you were able to beat Madison Grant on their home court, but then ended up losing to them in the sectional championship game. I looked up the stats. There was 20,000 tickets sold for that sectional tournament. What can you tell us and tell the listeners that weren't around in the 70s? What was single class basketball like at Marion High School during sectional time? Brad, it was amazing. I, you know, back then there was a drawing for tickets. If you did not get drawn, you couldn't come because you couldn't get in. Crowds would gather around the exit gates, hoping to buy tickets off of the losing team's fans. Because when you bought a ticket, you bought for the entire tournament. And of course, once your team is beat, chances are you're not going to come back. I remember my mom and dad getting phone calls, um, wanting sectional tickets. And of course, my dad would say, hey, we only get two, you know, we're just, you know, just parents of a player. <laughs> but the enthusiasm inside that Marion arena was really electric. So it was just unbelievable. And, and, you know, I'm kind of a proponent for the original before class basketball came because I got to experience the excitement. Um, even the David against the Goliath, you know, there were upsets. And but the Marion the Marion Arena was so much fun to play with, and those those things those are things that just stick with you your entire life. In fact, I don't know if you want to talk about my senior year, but there's definitely a memory I can tell you about my senior year. Yeah, that 1974 season, your senior year, you know, you were the guy that year on that team, and you had one of the best seasons in Oak Hill basketball history statistically. You averaged 24 points a game and 16 rebounds. As a team, you guys went 17-4 and four and repeated as the Mid-Indiana Conference Championship. 
uh, as conference champions. And specifically with rebounds, you had 333 rebounds that year, which was second most in school history. Um, that was only second to Earl Brown, who had 389 back in 1961. And a side note, Earl Brown averaged over six rebounds a game at Purdue University. And then you also had another year where you went to the free throw line a lot. You made 185 free throws. And then you had several really good games offensively throughout that year. You averaged 24, but you scored a, thir- a career high of 35 points twice. You did so against Matt McConaughey and Madison Grant. So a great season for you statistically. But what were some of the memories that you're alluding to your senior year? Well, the thing that will stick with me and my classmates that were in on my team our entire lives, we went into the sectional, Brad, with a record of 17 and three. And we drew Mississinawa, who was three and 16. And we had beat them quite handily earlier in the year. Marion was down that year. Marion was 10 and 10. Okay. The Marion Regional was really pretty weak that year. And so we're looking at it on paper, and we see, wow, we've got an open ride to the Fort Wayne semi-state. Even Ken Hill Sports Hotline, you know, Marion based paper picked Oak Hill to win the sectional. Well, of course, we both know you do not win games on paper. And when we faced Mississinawal, that very first game of the Marion sectional, it was one of those games where Nothing went right for us, and and Mississippi played excellent, and the the arena was packed, and it just seemed like the entire arena was against us, and we actually got beat by one point, and I remember start the fans storming the floor. It was one of those situations where it was not that easy to get off the court, and so you know my especially my teammate Flava Sirk who actually went on to coach Oak Hill. We, we still chit-chat now and then about the nightmare of that game. And that's something you just have to live with for the rest of your life. Wow, what a story. Yeah, it's never fun, never fun to lose the Miss Sinewal, but especially in the heartbreaking fashion that you did there in 1974. Who were some of the teammates that really stood out to you that season? Well, there, we had four seniors on our squad, Flava Sirk, who I just mentioned, uh, Bob Van Hoos, and Kenny Summers. And then um, we had a junior started at point guard, Greg Smith, who, by the way, went on to play for the University of Houston. Um, and on that team was uh, Elijah Wan, Akeem Elijah Wan. I don't know if you remember that name or not, NBA All-Star. But anyway, we really had a good team and, and a lot of size, you know, and – it's just a lot of fun. Uh, we were fortunate enough to go undefeated in the conference. And so many games, Brad, we, we were just so fortunate that we, we did not have that many close games, as I remember. Um, of course, you know, when you got Jack Kiefer sitting at the helm, even as a young coach, the wisdom that he brought to the court and his strategies against certain teams – um, you know, all you had to do was listen to him and it seemed like you were going to be successful. That's, that's the type of coach that he was. Well, it sounds like a great group of guys that you got to be able to play with and represent the Oak Hill Jersey with. So what were some of your takeaways from your playing experiences at Oak Hill High School? 
probably the biggest thing is the fan support. I know, especially my senior year, that gym was packed every game. I, you know, every game they're looking for seats. And the fan support at Oak Hill High School, and, and it's still there, but it was just bubbling over at that time. Of course, we were kind of riding the coattails of Monty Tao. So the enthusiasm was still there from his group, which was three years ahead of me. But the school spirit at Oak Hill was really, really tremendous. The teachers got behind us. Uh, it seemed like we had a pep session every other Friday afternoon. It seemed like it anyway. And uh, that's probably what I remember most about playing at Oak Hill. Well, you mentioned earlier you guys were busy on the farm as well, showing horses. Did you have any success showing horses at the state fair? Yeah, we did. We actually showed nationwide. I mean, we showed, we, my dad and I, we traveled nationwide, sometimes by ourselves, sometimes with our entire family. And great memories there. Um, my dad was, just grew up a, a, a horse buff. He loved horses. And it kind of trickled down to myself, my brother, and my sister. And, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we spent the, tra- the spring and summer just traveling the nation, uh, showing horses. And just a lot of fun, a lot of wholesome family missed together, and uh, a lot of good memories. Well, absolutely. Well, your basketball career was not done after Oak Hill, but you didn't do the traditional route of playing right after you graduated. You had some years before you enrolled at, at that time, Marion College, which is now Indiana Wesleyan. So talk about the gap between high school and then why you decided to go back to college, why you decided that you wanted to play basketball. Well, my wife and I had gone together in high school and at the age I was 18 and she was 16, we decided we wanted to get married and start a family. You know, when you're madly in love, sometimes that takes top priority over other things. And I was an 18 year old kid that was madly in love. And thankfully I still am to this day. But anyway, we got married as teenagers started a family and I knew if I was going to be the head of a family, I was going to have to go to work, get a job, support my family, support my wife. And at that time, as much as I love basketball, I thought, you know, I'm just not going to go to college. And originally I had planned on it. And then those plans changed kind of my senior year of high school. And I decided, you know, forget this college stuff. I'm going to go to work, make a living, support my family, and I'm ready to get going with my adult life. That's kind of the conclusion that I came up with. So then that itch, that love of basketball never left you. How did you become interested in going back to college and again, playing at a high level? Well, Rocky Kent, who was the head coach at Marion College, Um, came and visited me. And at that time, now I have two kids, two young boys. Okay. And he came and visited me about coming to school and playing ball. And I said, coach, you know, as much as I love to play ball, I just can't do it. I need to work full time. You know, I, I was a homeowner at that time with a mortgage and a car payment and the typical things that come with a young family. I said, I can't do it. I have to work full time. Okay. Well, 
And by the way, Rocky Kent was a likable guy. He's one of those guys, if you meet him, you just fall in love with him, okay? He, <laughs> he had that charisma about his personality, and he was so genuine. He came back about a week or so later. And he said, Perry, what if we do this? What if I come up with a schedule where you can come to school, play ball, but still work full-time so that you can pay your bills? And I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and talked with my wife about it, and we came up with the conclusion that, you know, I'm going to try it one year. Give it a one-year train just to see how it goes. So I, I told Rocky, I said, you know what, Coach, I'm going to give this one year, and then I'll evaluate and go from there. And he said, that sounds fair to me. And, of course, you know, the story speaks for itself. I ended up staying four years, and it was a wonderful experience. So 25-year-old yes, yes. playing on a, a team with a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds, so a little bit older, and you come in. What was it like adjusting to being the old guy, and I'm doing quotes, on the roster? Well, you know, there were advantages and disadvantages. The advantages were the, probably the big advantage, of course, you're more mature, the disadvantage, Brad, that I remember mostly is I remember some game nights, my legs being tired before the game even started because I had worked all day, you know, and so that was a disadvantage. So there were pros and cons to that, but, um, you know, it all worked out great. Of course, you know, uh, my wife was very understandable. There were many times she was a single parent, especially when we were maybe on a road trip or out of state or something like that. But the adjustment was fine. The studying was fine. Um, there were times, you know, my teachers had to, my professors had to be a little bit flexible because they knew I was married with two kids and working full time, but it was a great experience. And, uh, you know, as I look back, I, I don't think I would want to change a thing. Yeah. Just to put in perspective, what you were able to accomplish, you said, you know, married, two kids, working full-time, full-time college student, and then on the basketball court, your four years, you were named all-conference four times, NAIA all-district four times. You were the NCCAA player of the year, 1986, your senior year. You were the you're on the NAIA academic all-American team. You graduated from Marion College, which, again, is now Indiana Wesleyan, as the program record holder with 2,452 career points and almost 1,700 career rebounds. So you own the record in both of those, those categories. You own the school record for most free throws in a game in a season and in a career and most rebounds in a game and a season. And that point record would have stood if it wasn't for a guy named Kyle Mangus that recently broke your record. But what an accomplishment for you, not just to be able to play despite being a family man, and a professional working full-time, but you dominated during those four years. So talk about some of the teammates that you had or memorable games or postseason runs that you went on as a Marion College Titan. Well, probably the, the two things that I remember most about college playing ball is, number one, having the privilege of playing under Rocky Kent. I know I just sang praises to Jack Kiefer, but... Seriously, I was blessed to have two wonderful coaches. Rocky Kent, he actually kind of laid the pathwork for where Indiana Wesleyan basketball is today. 
Marion College men's basketball had not really won on a consistent basis until Rocky Kent arrived. And he kind of put them on the map. Now, fast forward, Greg Tonegal obviously has taken things to a whole different level. But it truly was a privilege to play for Rocky Kent. He was an offensive-minded coach. Um, and he was the real deal. You know, he really was he's a player's coach. Um, he had, was patient with me, knowing I was working full-time and had a family. Um, so that was number one. And second, probably my second other good memory was I, I got to play with my brother for two years. And not many guys can say that. Uh, being able to play with my brother, Pete, who was an outstanding ball player, Brad. I don't know if you remember him or researched him. Uh, uh, he, he was a great basketball player. So we got to play together for two years. And then, you know, another relationship. I got to play four years with Ronnie Drake, who was a Marion Giant. An out, he was a good ball player. If not for James Blackman, he was by far the best player on the Marion Giant squad. So Ronnie and I developed a good relationship for four years. And to this day, you know, we're still friends. But I guess those are the things that stick out with me. You know, not many guys can say I, they played college ball with their brother for two years. And, and I treasure those memories of that. You mentioned your brother, Pete, who ended up uh, scoring over 1,000 points for Oak Hill, graduated in 1983. Was there ever any um, sibling rivalry in college on the basketball court, or did you guys play pretty well off of each other? Oh, no rivalry whatsoever. I mean, it was just, it was smooth as silk, you know. We, 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 uh, and I will say this Pete was very unselfish. He could have scored more in college. He really could have, but he looked inside to me so often. Very unselfish ball player. And, uh, just to be able to rub shoulders with your brother on the court for two years, that's, it was just a special time. What a great, great story that you have of going to college a little bit later than normal than that you normally would see, but having so much success during that time. And then that transitioned into your professional life. So talk about some of the things that you were able to accomplish professionally after college. Well, I've been in the car business my entire life, Brad. Um, when I graduated college, I took a position with a GM dealership in Tipton, Indiana. It's called Faust Motors. I was a used car manager there uh, for about three years. And then after my three years there, I decided to go out on my own. And I've been self-employed in the car business ever since. Um, I have a used car dealership in Alexandria, Indiana. My younger son, Nick, uh, runs it. Um my wife and I, my wife, Judy and I, we own it, but I, uh, I've been blessed with three kids, Ryan, my oldest son, and then Nick, I just mentioned my younger son who manages my business for me. And then we have a daughter named Kristen and they all have wonderful spouses. We have eight grandkids and the Lord has just blessed us in so, so many ways. Well, it's great to hear the update on the family that everybody's doing well. And you also get to continue to be part of the local basketball community as you've been a broadcaster for Indiana Wesleyan basketball for a number of years. So you've had a front row seat to some of the uh, dominant seasons that Greg Tonical and the IW men's basketball program has had. What's it been like to be able to be so close to that action? Wow. What a wonderful experience. Um, Yes, you're right. And you know, 
I, I get to know the players, which once you know the players and the type of men, young men that uh, Coach Tonegal recruits, it just makes you want to see them succeed even more. So it's been fun. You know, I enjoy doing TV. My partner's Roger Alcock, who's, who's great to work with. And um, to get to know the players, in fact, we had a, I spoke with them just real shortly last night before the game. Last night was the home opener and just shared with them about how they need to treasure every game, you know, and take and seize the moment. And, and the caliber of young men that Greg Tonical recruits is amazing. And of course, his success speaks for itself. He's wanted, he just recorded, I'm sure you know, this is 500th victory. It's, you know, and only 18 years, he's now starting his 19th year. He's 42 years old. And, um, and kind of behind the scenes is the number one assistant coach, Jeff Clark. Those two guys, you talk about a combination. You know, we, I know Greg's the captain of the ship and all this and that, but Jeff Clark behind the scenes, wow, he could coach anywhere also. And so it's, it's really been so much fun to be a part of the program to watch them succeed and watch those young men grow in their walk with the Lord, not only as basketball players, but as Christians. And, you know, when Greg Conagor recruits young men, number one, they have to hang their ego at the door because it's all about team. If you play for Greg Conagor, it's all about team. So the young men that he brings in, they buy into his system and you know, though his win-loss record is amazing. Three national championships, which you know, I got to witness those. And uh, just a wonderful experience and, and a, a privilege to be a part of it, no doubt. Yeah, it, God's kingdom on this earth is definitely growing through the IW men's basketball team. And, yeah, it is neat that you have a chance to be part of it uh, in the way that you are. So, Perry, as we wrap up, what has the uh, Oak Hill community meant to you in your life? Well, you know, you get to know a lot of people. Uh, when you've lived in Grant County most of your adult life, you get to know a lot of people. And then, you know, it, it seems like Oak Hill has always taken a pride in their athletics, you know. And my nephew won a state championship a few years ago, Tyce Frank, at Oak Hill. And it was fun to watch that. And, you know, I have to admit, I have to say, Brad, there's nothing but really good memories, and, and it's a great experience to be a part of the Oak Hill community. You know, as I was a high school student there, you know, I can't think of anything negative about the teachers. Not that I was a perfect student by far, no doubt about that, but just, you know, it's a great school. It's a great corporation, a sports-minded school, and, you know, We've seen guys like uh, Caleb Middlesworth excel in college. And in fact, I had, it was kind of fun calling the Huntington College, Huntington University games when we played them because Spencer Ballager and Middlesworth both played together for Huntington, which made it a little more interesting, you know, when you've got some of your Oak Hill guys there. But, you know, I can't do nothing but speak highly of the Oak Hill community. It's great. And it's a community that supported you, loved watching you play. The community did 1973 and 74 for Oak Hill. And then when you stayed and played basketball at Marion College in the 80s and had the success that you did. So Perry Frank, Grant County Sports Hall of Famer, Indiana Wesleyan University Hall of Famer, successful family and businessman. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. 
Brad, it's my honor. Good to chit chat with you. You take care and have a good day.